Honey, turn on the radio, will you? It's time for Riders Radio Theater. Okay, sweet lips. Just as soon as I finish cutting these nose hairs here. No, no. Turn it on now. We're probably missing their western version of Hamlet or something. Uh, fat chance. That show always begins with that stupid coyote howl thing. But it's so cute how they effortlessly weave the stupid coyote howls into some unexpected situation. Right. <laughs> Riders Radio Theater is on the air! It's the Riders on the Radio. Come on, partners, saddle up and go. Get ready for the cowboy show. You'll play, We've been working since the brand new day. We've been doing it the cowboy way. Now it's time to play. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Ow, ow, ow. Yes, partners, it's time to saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Too Slim, the man of many hats. That's me. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American oh, youth. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're going to ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're going to hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Yodeling Every buckaroo and buckaroo, there's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now, with the 2,399th performance of their career, here are Riders in the Sky. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes. Welcome to the Emory Theater or to your radio dial out there at home. Thank you, Texas Dick Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks overboard a radio. Riders in the Sky tonight is Too Slim, Ranger Doug, Woody Paul, and Joey, the Cow Polka King. And we've had so many requests asking us about yodeling, and so we're going to go back to the Riders classic repertoire and do the song that tells the true and painful story. When you hear a cowboy yodeling a song of open range, your heart leaps up to hear his stirring cage. But did you ever wonder at the end of his refrain why his voice leaps in a mournful way? Well, the story as told to me was handed down through history of a singing cowboy brave enough to try. To ride the meanest old guy used to buck him off right at the chute Left him spinning way up in the sky The bronco jumped up and the cowboy came down They met at the old saddle horn It made a deep impression, you could say it changed his life And that's how the yodel was born Ranger. <laughs> 
of the emergency entertainment system. Send that out to Doug Wright. Happy birthday, Doug. And stay with us, Saddlefile. We'll return right after this short message. Neighbors, I have a letter here from a Mrs. Wardella Waxong of Frostbottom, Nebraska. She writes, Dear Texas Bix, since the government has changed eggs over to the metric system, many of them have been pale in color and lacking in freshness. I believe this clearly shows that chickens cannot adjust to laying different sized eggs. I close by saying we tamper with nature at our peril. Sincerely, Mrs. Wardella Waxong. Well, Mrs. Waxong and anybody else who's worried about this situation, let me assure you 100% that chickens from the Del Rio Chicken Ranch have absolutely no difficulty adjusting to the metric system. As a matter of fact, egg experts around the world all agree that eggs laid by Del Rio Chicken Ranch hens are consistently fresh and pretty, regardless of any system used to measure their size. Now, neighbor, there's a simple reason for this. It's because the good folks at the Del Rio Chicken Ranch have been in the egg business almost as long as the chicken itself. Why, some folks even ask, which came first, the egg or the Del Rio Chicken Ranch? So if you're thinking of getting into the egg business, and believe me, neighbors, you ought to be, pick up your phone and call us now, and we'll send you 100 live baby chicks for only $9.99. Call 1-900-GOOD-EGG. That's 1-900-GOOD-EGG. And remember, when they grow up, they're guaranteed to lay perfect eggs any way you measure them. And now back to Riders Radio Theater. Thank you, Texas Dick Bender. It's guest time on Riders Radio Theater, and uh, it's kind of fallen to me this week to introduce our guest. A delightful opportunity it is, too, because our guest has been a successful recording artist, a comedian, actor, writer. He played the scout Pete Nolan on the long-running TV series Rawhide and had one of the biggest-selling records in history, a sensitive love ballad called Purple People Eater. Buckaroos and Buckarets, please welcome the great Sheb Willie. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Ranger Doug. I'm glad to be here with you. Great to have you, Sheb. Thank you. Rolling, rolling, rolling. rolling here we go. Rolling, 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 yeah, rolling, head of the roll Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Though the streams are swollen, Keep them dogs rolling raw high. Don't try to understand them, just rope and throw and brand them. Soon we'll be living high and wide. My heart's calculating, my true love will be waiting, be waiting at the end of my ride. Move them on, hit them up, hit them up, move them on, move them on, hit them up raw high. Cut them out, ride them in, ride them in, let them out, cut them out, ride them in raw high. Moving, 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 
Keep moving, moving, moving. Though they're disapproving, keep them doggies moving raw high. Don't try to understand them, just rope and throw and brand them. Soon we'll be living high and wide. Yeah, my heart's calculating, my true love will be waiting, be waiting at the end of my ride. Move them on, hit them up, hit them up, move them on, move them on, hit them up, raw high. Cut him out, ride him in, ride him in, let him out, cut him out, ride him in, 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 Thanks for all the help. Mighty Thanks fine there, Shev. Don't step on your cinch strap there. No, we'll, get, we'll get your mic, microphone screwed down there. And yeah. you know, I'm such a big fan of Rawhide. What was it like working on that show, Shev? Well, see, I was the scout, Pete Nolan, and uh -huh. my main job was to find a, a parking place for the herd and tell all the girls that Clint Eastwood was on his way. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I got kind of sick of that. Well, he... <laughs> You doing any scouting these days just to keep your hand in, Chef? Well, actually, I am, too, Slim. Uh, really? I'm chief scout and investigator for the Philatelic Bureau of Investigation. Wow, the yeah. FBI. No, the PBI. Oh. I track down rare stamps and bring them, uh, bring them in, the stamp nappers, you know, and it keeps me busy in between singing jobs, really. As a matter of fact, I'm on, uh, I'm on one of them trips right now, I'm going to stamp out this stamp napping, I'll tell you that. Well, good luck, Sheb. I have a hunch for this script. You're going to need it. I believe <laughs> I am. Sheb Riders Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddle Files. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the classic western theme, number 26, by Woody Paul. Welcome back, Buckaroos and Buckarets. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> and now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode 13 of the exciting Western melodrama, Rocket Russell. 
As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, Slocum and Charlie, after stealing a top-secret government space experiment called the Stealth Virus, used it to make themselves invisible. They then stole a special train carrying the rarest stamp on this planet. Then, in a thrilling sequence, Ranger Doug, with the help of the four little bronze, counteracted the villain's invisibility with a spectacular yodel, and the chase was on. Now, steaming along in their stolen train less than a mile from Tumbleweed City, Slocum and Charlie drink the last of the Stealth Virus in an effort to regain their invisibility. But sitting in the hot sun has caused a molecular change, and all it does is turn them purple. And now the concluding episode of Rocket Rustlers entitled End of the Line. Heading into town, boss. We're almost there. What are we going to do? Uh, uh, it's Saturday. The town will be full of shoppers. Now we'll jump off the train as soon as it stops and lose ourselves in the crowd. Boss, I weigh 300 pounds and I'm purple. I look like Moby Grape. I see what you mean. <laughs> Well, in that case, you go first, and I'll hide behind you. All right. As soon as we can, we'll steal a couple of horses and ride out to Moron Field. When we get there, we'll steal an airplane and get out of here. Got it? Got it. Thus it is that when Ranger Doug arrives at the Tumbleweed train station a short time later, he finds the train abandoned and a lone, lanky figure going over it with a fine-tooth comb. Whoa, Turbo, whoa. Excuse me, sir. Say... Is that you, Pete Nolan? Yeah, that's me. Ranger Doug, how you doing? Well, howdy, Pete. Great to see you again. Well, From the look of things, I, I'd say you're here on business. Yep, well, I'm on behalf of a PBI, you know. I'm investigating the theft of some rare stamps. Gee, among them the Gene Autry reverse upside-down hat commemorative, I'll bet. By golly, that's it. Well, we're on the same trail. What have you learned so far? Well, it looks like the two fellas stole the train and stamps, and, and only a few minutes ago, they abandoned this train right here. Mm-hmm. I'd say from the indentation there on the uh, fireman's seat up in the engine cab there, that one of them devils is about, uh, weighs about 340 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, son of a doofus. <laughs> and from, uh, from the greasy wild root cream oil hairdressing around the inside of this here engineer's hat, I'd say the other guy is a wiry little snake with a pencil-thin mustache. Aww. And I'd say you'd be right, Pete. And I'd also say that their names are Slocum and Charlie. You know which way they went? Well, looks like they're heading down Fred Scott Avenue. Now let's go get them. Well, wait till I get my horse. All right. The trail of the two villains is not hard to follow as Ranger Doug and Pete Nolan are quick to find out. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Hello there, Clifton. Hello, Vernon. You boys seen any suspicious characters pass this way in the last, oh, half hour or so? Well, Vernon, you say them two purple people that passed by here about 20 minutes ago were acting suspicious? Uh, no, no, not really. Well, uh-huh. you say purple people? Well, what did they look like? Mm-hmm. They were purple. Yeah, yeah, they were purple. Well, I mean, other than that, any pigeon-toed undergrowth, big eye, or anything uh, like that? Uh, well, uh, one of them was a big boy. Yeah, oh, no. 300 pounds, he was. Yeah. Mm, little snake with a pencil-thin mustache. Oh, yeah, that's right. There are men, all right, Pete. I don't know for what devious reason Slocum has turned himself purple, but I don't have to know. I do need to know which way they went. Vernon? Yeah? Where'd they go? What? But don't worry about it, Doug. Rug? That's Doug. I've had a lot of experience dealing with purple people. I'd say they're they're headed... I'd head, uh, uh, say they're headed for the space shuttle. I mean, the airfield. The airfield. <laughs> That's good enough for me, Pete. Okay. Clifton, Vernon, when the posse gets to town, tell them to come on out to Moron Field. Hey, you better tell your friends, stick with the script there. (laughs) (laughs) Whoop! He's the professional actor. 
I don't have to know. Come on, Pete, let's ride. Let's ride. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At Moron Field, Slogan and Charlie find that preparations are underway for the annual memorial celebration honoring Tumbleweed Valley's greatest military hero, the World War I flyer, Ace Moron. Bunting and banners are everywhere, and warming its engines up by the control tower is Ace Moron's bright red, completely restored 1917 Curtis Wright fighter biplane. That's the plane for us, Charlie. Yeah. I'll take care of the bozos in it. You go around and rip the magneto switches out of the rest of the plane so nobody can follow us. Right, boss. While Charlie goes about his dirty work, Slocum sneaks up on the unsuspecting pilot, a direct descendant of Ace Moron, Bozo Moron. Okay, Bozo, listen up. Duh, that's my name, don't worry about it. Get out of that plane right now or I'm gonna blast you. I'm good now, I'm good now. <laughs> hey, hey, boss. Let's go. I got the magnetos ripped out of the other planes, and there's some riders coming in. Come on, Charlie. Let's get in the plane. Yeah, one side, bozo. We'll never get away with it. Oh, we'll yeah? So long, bozo. <laughs> As the beautifully restored biplane taxis toward the runway, Ranger Doug and Pete Nolan ride up. Whoa, whoa. Howdy there, Mr. Moron. Howdy, Ranger Doug. You arrived in the nick of time. Two mean-spirited purple people just stole my grandfather's fighter biplane. Well, we'll never catch them before they're airborne. Is there another plane we can use? One of those blockheads ripped the magneto switches off all these planes here, but I do have an old Studebaker BR-549 by plane parked behind the tower. Pretty good to see it. Well, we'll take it. It doesn't run very good. It'll have to do. Come on, Pete. Moments okay, later, the Studebaker BR-549 with Pete at the controls is taxiing down the runway, but not very fast. Hey, hold on, Ranger Duck. Oh, sure, I sure hope this thing don't get off the ground. Me too, Pete. Well, here we go. I hope. Well, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll never catch them guys though in this old crate, I'll tell you that. No, they never will catch up to those guys in that old crate, but maybe they say. won't have to. Hey, Charlie, look. What? We're being followed by that old crate back there. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're sitting ducks. Why, you know it'd be fun to blast them out of the sky, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. We got a machine gun mounted here on the front. Yeah, but the gun's mounted behind the propellers, boss. Won't it shoot them off? Ah, Charlie, it's precision time to fire bursts between the propellers while they spin. Yeah. Let's see if it's loaded. <laughs> it is! Oh, boy! Let's go get that sitting duck! <laughs> Because of his plane's superior maneuverability, Slocum has no difficulty in getting the BR-549 in his sights. Here we go, Charlie! Ranger Doug, we've been hit. We're losing power. Can you get her down, Pete? I don't know. But he's banking to come back, and another blast is going to put us down for sure. Pete, those guns in the World War I fighters are mounted behind the propellers, aren't they? Yeah, they're timed to fire between the blades of the propellers as they spin around, you know. And if something were to disrupt that timing... Well, they'd shoot their own propellers off, that's I what. thought as much. Buy some time if you can, Pete. I'm going out on the wing. Okay, but I, I guess you know what you're doing. Skillfully, Ranger Doug works his way up through the support struts to the top wing and then step by cautious step, he wing walks to the edge. 
Hey, look, Charlie, look. <laughs> What's he doing, boss? He's making a perfect target, Charlie. Here we go. Bye-bye, cowboy. Bye-bye. <laughs> what a sight. A lone cowboy, his hat firmly in place despite the roaring wind, astride the top wing of an ancient lumbering biplane, and diving on him out of the clear blue sky, a lethal engine of destruction, his machine gun spitting, flame-trailing, lead-laced darts of death. <laughs> what can possibly avert disaster at this late moment? <laughs> yes, a yodel. But will it work? Will the Yodel's vibrations disrupt the precision timing of the machine gun and the propellers? This is great, Charlie. What a target. Here you go, cowboy. Eat, let, and die. <laughs> you just shot our propellers off, Slocum. Charlie, hand me that parachute. This one? Yeah, give it to me. It's the only one. So give it to me. <laughs> so long, Bob. Charlie, wait for me. We'll share it. While the rats desert their stolen airship, down below Pete Nolan has successfully glided his borrowed Studebaker BR-549 to a safe landing. And as he taxis to a stop, Ranger Doug jumps down off the top wing. And High Sheriff Drywall and his posse gallop up to save the day. Howdy boys, everything all right here? Yeah, did we miss anything? Nope, not a thing. Let's do it. Look, floating down from up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. Uh, looks like a couple of purple people to me. <laughs> and that concludes the exciting Western melodrama, Rocket Rustlers, except for a short epilogue. Morning, Sheriff. Here's your mail. Oh, thanks, Max. You're welcome. Have a nice day, Sheriff. You too. Oh, hey, Max, hang yeah. on a second there. I've got a letter here for you. Oh, all right. I'm glad I remembered this. It's my electric bill. If I don't get it in the mail today, they'll cut my power off. Here you go. Yeah, well, forgot something, didn't you, Sheriff? Forgot something? What would that be? Well, a stamp. Can't take it without a stamp. Against regulations. Dang, that's why I hadn't mailed it yet. I run out of stamps. Huh. Huh. Well, let's see. There's one right here. What's that on your desk there, Sheriff? Morning, Sheriff. Well, looks like it's a stamp. Yeah, it's a stamp right well, here. Yeah, I thought so. I don't know where it came from, but heck, here you go. Okay. Well, I was saying before, have a nice day, Sheriff. Yep, you too, Max. Boy, what a relief. Morning, Sheriff. Well, hey, Pete, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. Just up by the... See if you could uh, release that, that Gene Autry upside-down hat thing to me, uh, uh, commemorative, uh, just to me, personally. The what? Uh, you know what I said. <laughs> Am I going to have to read it again? <laughs> My glasses are steaming up, Woody. That stamp that, that uh, Slocum and Charlie stole, you know. Oh, me. You were holding it for his evidence, right, weren't you? Oh, me. You know what? Oh. It was right here. It was right here on your desk. Oh, I, it's not me. even there now. Oh, me, Pete. You're not going to like this. I just got to believe it. Oh. Somehow, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> Will everything be all right? <laughs> Was that really the rarest stamp on the planet that Drywall used to mail in his electric bill? Well, who knows? But this is the conclusion of Rocket Rustlers. Be sure to be here same time, same station next week for the premiere episode of a brand new exciting Western melodrama. Morning, Chef. And now here again are Riders in the Sky, Joey the Cowpoke King and the world's leading expert on purple people, Chef Woolley.
Said I'm supposed to sing a song here. Now this is a song that I wrote and it sold several million copies and I'd like to get it going again if I could because I need the money, tell you the truth. <laughs> Well, he can. Oh, that ain't the way I'm gonna start. Well, <laughs> well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. It had a one long horn and one big eye. I commenced to shaking and I said, "Ooh, it looks like a purple people eater to me." It was a one-eyed, one-horned blind purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned blind purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned blind purple people eater. Sure looks strange to me. Uh-huh. I said, Mr. Purple People Leader, what? Whoop! <laughs> I've only sang this thing 340 million times. <laughs> Don't look at me, I Jeff. said, Mr. Purple People Leader, what's your line? He said, it's eating purple people and it sure is fine. But that's not the reason that I came to land. I want to get a job in a rock and roll band. Well, bless my soul, rock and roll. Flying purple people lead a pigeon toad under road. Flying purple people lead a one-eyed one-horned. Flying purple people lead a show looks strange to me. Do it. And then he swung from the tree and he lit on the ground. And he started to rock, really rocking around. A crazy ditty with a swinging tune. Hit it, baby! Well, Christmas rock and roll, flying purple people eat a pigeon toad underground. Flying purple people eat a we like short shorts. Flying purple people eat a sure looks strange to me. I wrote this for anybody that ever watched the Rawhide show. I kind of changed the words around a little bit. So. Why am I not surprised? Don't ad-lib now. Well, he went on his way and then, oh, what do you know? I saw him last night on the Rawhide show. Yeah. Said to himself, man, this is the gas. I think I'll go out and pass him off at the head. Whoa, hey, go. It's supposed to be head him off at the pass. That's not what it says here. <laughs> Another mistake for me. Well, bless my soul, rock and roll. Fine purple people eat a pigeon toad undergoat. Fine purple people eat a We like short shorts. Friendly little people eat a shore. I look strange to me. Thank you. I learned that song. Really, Jimmy. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Buckaroos and buckarettes, till we meet again next time. From all of us, all of you. So long, saddle pack. It's so good to see you. Farewell, saddle pack. We really hate to leave you, but the doggies are alone. <laughs> and round of time is nigh. A prairie moon is calling from a starry western sky. So farewell, saddle pals. Parting brings us sorrow. On down the trail, we'll find a bright tomorrow. Those faces smiling round your home corral. So on.
until we meet again. Goodbye, Saddleback. The Cast and Guest of Riders Radio Theater, Bunk at the Quality Hotel Central in Norwood, Ohio. For more information on Riders in the Sky, this man's Bergen Deal or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, write to Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, Whites Creek, Tennessee, 37189. Riders Radio Theater was conceived, written, and directed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Big Bender. Our production foreman is Campfire Bird. Our sound effects wrangler is Big Zeno Clinker. For WBXU, the executive producer is J.C. Doc King, producer Lasso and Larry Ashcraft, coordinating producer Chuck Wagonmaster Ingram, chief engineer Jambry J. Crawford, recording director Galloping George Zahn, sound effects honcho Winchester Jim Springfield, stage manager Solid L. Ron Esposito, and sound engineer Ropin' Rich Fredette. This is Texas Big Spenders saying so long, Saddlebound. We'll see you next week on Riders Radio Theater. This is the VXU Radio Network.